In a rapidly expanding omniverse of sci-fi content, two Terrans try to make sense of it all. From the latest to the greatest to the most thought-provoking science fiction content on the screen, we bring you Crowded Space Podcast. This is episode 24, Total Frequency, Picard, season 3, and I'm your host, Eric. And I'm your other host, Jared. Yeah, looking forward to talking some Trek. Like I said before, I was like, hey, we're covering too much stuff where they're just on Earth and there's no spaceships. And Well, there you go. You got now it now. we got spaceships. I mean, even Mandalorian was a little light on, on spaceships. Yeah, honestly. it was, there wasn't was it? You're of, right. And, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it just sets up the reason why I'm so antsy for some good space adven- adventures. And uh and Picard Journey, definitely yeah, did it. Yeah, definitely de- delivered. So I'll I'll give a shot at a synopsis, yeah. and you can you can pitch in and and steer me if I if I get a little too astray because there there is a lot going on here. <laughs> this is, is a lot more intricate than say uh, prey. <laughs> yeah. In terms of uh, all all the subplots, but. To me, the big strokes are that Beverly Crusher is calling on Picard after 20 years of being absent uh, to essentially help them out with a situation. And long story short, that situation is that their son together, Jack Crusher, is is being hunted by a bounty hunter. Yay! Everyone's favorite yeah. scum in, in the universe, bounty yeah. hunters. Um. And that bounty hunter Vatic is hunting down Jack for reasons that we don't actually know until much, much later yeah. uh, in, in into the season. But spoiler alert, I'll Definitely, just say right now, totally they're actually looking for him because he, as the son of Picard, a.k.a. Ex Borg Locutus. Yeah. Turns out he's got some Borg genes hiding in him somewhere, somehow, for reasons that I don't want to get into because if no. I think about it too much, I'm gonna not like it. Right. But <laughs> um and along with the changelings, essentially, they've got a plot to take down the entire entire federation. Yes. And along the way, essentially, they have to they end up hijacking <laughs> with the help of Riker, they essentially hijack uh or try to hijack uh the titan as it's being captained by well captain shaw so in the efforts to protect his son jack from the borg collective uh who's being helped being helped out by the changelings he kind of inadvertently gets the old team back together again oh, so good. Uh, as they the legacy team fight to break uh, Jack Crusher's um, role as the voice of the Borg to essentially mind control all of the humans at the Changelings and use the teleporter to splice in the genes that will make them susceptible to the... So to the all the young control. people were susceptible to, to being Borgified. Yeah, yeah. So it was... The classic tale of young versus old. <laughs> Which, again, gave him some really good reasons for the old team to get back together. And yes. For them to use their old shit. Yes. And, um, it was good. It was great. I love how everything came together. It was. They did a good job. So, All right. So let's roll into the... Let's go into high. High notes. And... Go for it. Okay. Okay. The, the last episode. Honestly, I feel like we could do a podcast on the last episode alone just because Brilliant. every single old 
uh, old Trek bridge character essentially get their time to shine. Like they all had their swung song, so cool move, yes, help yes. save the day. Yeah. I do want to get into to, to some of those. Yeah, some of uh, those are in the static, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the finale was emotionally very gratifying. And it my little awesome. quip was going to be, I felt like their justification of why this happened or who did what, they have an explanation for everything. And so that is a high note. There yeah. was no lazy writing. I will yeah. just say that I wasn't always convinced by their their reason. But I, I want to give them full marks, A for effort. I think this is a new for, writer, too, for this. They brought in a new writer for to, to write Oh, uh, yeah. I, I read something about that. Was, but, yeah. but he's a really major Trek fan, and that's why it really – they he – he hit a he batted a thousand on it. It, it like you said every, every every character had their moment in the sun they had they had their shining moment they they just it was so good the ensemble was great it felt like i was back to watching next generation uh i immensely enjoyed it and they didn't treat their legacy characters as you know tr throwaway trash which i enjoyed very much yeah, That's no, I, I got to give him props for that. that yeah. They respected it. So again, it. hey, you know, Disney, are hey, you taking Kennedy. notes? Are you taking notes? This is how you still pay respects and homage uh -huh. to the old characters while yep. paving way for your new IP. Exactly. We get it. You got to make a buck. You try not to disrespect your old characters yeah. too, too much as you throw them out yeah. with the trash. Well, a lot of people were saying that Mando and Picard did a total flippity-do. Because Mando, the first two seasons were amazing. They were excellent, and they, you know, they pretty much saved Star Wars. And then the first two episodes, seasons of Picard—not episodes, but seasons—they were just not. They didn't hit the mark, and a lot of people were kind of upset by it. And then here comes season three on both shows, and Picard. Yeah, I know because he knocks it out of the gate. Even no, 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 no. Because see, it was like episode one and two of Picard. You're like, oh, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no. a little slow. I will I'm admit like, it. Mm, I will admit not. it. And and I was like, I, I, they, I I'm trying to be optimistic because I'm like, the whole cast is back. This has <laughs> this is to be your good. trek right this here. Yeah, this is my favorite trek. This yeah. has to be good. I'm like, well, they're they're just setting the table uh, with this first couple episodes. <laughs> that's what you get this. telling and, me. And 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 he's it, right. You're right. It, yeah. I, yeah. I'm glad you said it, so I didn't have to. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I will say this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so whose turn is it now? I kind of it was me. You gave some, so okay. it's my turn now. And like a, we touched on the old crew, which that's what I have. Uh, the best thing about High Note is the the season one and two of the old crew wasn't part of this other than Rafi, and she didn't really get any. She didn't really get any sort of her time in it kind of played off Wharf, which really went well. Yeah, yeah, there was it was the right really amount well. of Rafi. Yeah. Uh, for for me, her acting sometimes just falls a little short yeah, compared to everyone else. Oh, and and again, we've I, we've been fortunate. We've been watching a lot of a lot of uh, content with top notch acting. Yeah. So to say that Rafi isn't up to the snuff to some of the other stuff that we've been watching is not that big of a slight on on the character. But when you're talking about the whole crew of the next generation oh, is some yeah. big shoes to, to Oh follow. yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, and I do think that her character, her, her acting or her playing her character got a lot better. It's just her jealous, unconfident Raffi. Uh, just the, the, this didn't, again, the shoehorning when they're trying to shoehorn something that's really not needed. You yeah. Know what I mean? and, and they finished her character arc, you know, she get to, 
she's seen as a hero of the Federation yeah. again. Yeah. She's on the good with her family again. She gets yeah. to see her grandchild. So it's like, yep. Any more Raffi? I'm like, no, that's too much Raffi. Yeah. I agree. Um, that's that was my. It is kind of funny though that they left it with Rafi and Seven and Nine, which are are still in a will they, won't they, are they kind of relationship. Yeah. And she's the first officer, so it's a little bit Orville now. And I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Well, that's that's what makes it like uh, you know. Let's go back to Strange New Worlds. That's when they have character relationships, you gotta have that a little bit. You, you gotta build on that. Mm. You know what I mean? Because then it just becomes like you're watching the military on the screen in space, and it kind of gets boring after a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back at right back at you, man. Yeah. So I think we I think we already talked about this uh, you and me off the air, but Jack Crusher as an addition oh, to man. the next next generation. I'm excited wow. between him and okay, he's no Anson Mount, but he's he's a great new <laughs> face uh, to to Trek. And um, yeah, I'm really excited what they're going to do with this character. I just thought he was a really well-balanced character. Yeah, he's got this background. He's got this board calling that's they pulling out of him. And they didn't him. overly do it, too. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he could, kick, he could kick ass, but they didn't overly do it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And, yeah, it was just a really well-interesting, well-balanced character. And it's like, yeah, he's been on the edge of space. He knows how to do things, you know, to skirt the law. Yeah. But he's still a kind of an honor-bound person. Yep. So you kind of get this. He's a little bit Han Solo-esque in that uh, yeah, way, right? Yeah, I was right? just going to say he's, that. Kind of like what Riker used to be in the old days. Yeah. Yeah. And then just the relationship between him and his dad. I thought they... They did that pretty good most of the time as well, but I'll save the rest of that yeah. for, for some of our, our low notes. Well, what was your take on, on Jack Crusher? Take him, leave him? I like him. I, I At first, I didn't like him, but he grew on me. He kind of grows on you, which, yeah. is, which is cool. Yep. At first, you're like, uh, I don't know about this guy. I don't know about him. And then it's like, I mean, it was blatantly obvious. And, and right as he gets a little too whiny, he, he starts kicking some butt. Uh, yeah, he, and, he, he, and, he, he could turn it around. He's a good. He does a good job. Mm, and he held his own with the other actors, which was. Yes. Yeah, he did. If if anything, he started to outshine them in some of these scenes, yes. too. So yeah. I think we've got a, a lot a lot in store with, with Jack. Yeah, I was I, I was a, I liked him. He was good. It's definitely a good uh, high note for that. I guess it's back to me. Yes, sir. All right. The Data story arc. I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed that with with his confl- conflict. So I know we lore. give each other crap for stealing each other's points, but you don't take data from me. You don't take data. <laughs> All right, I'll stop there and I'll and I'll and I'll <laughs> under the table. I'll give you. I'll slide it to you, and you could you could <laughs> no. finish it up. It's it's complete. I'm I'm glad that you liked the the data. That is for me. That is my peak high note. That is my favorite thing about this. Unsurprising because. Data is one of my favorite characters, yeah. and in general in sci-fi, exploring what it means to be human it, is one of my favorite topics you can you can go over. So, and, so for you, it's the data part and everything that's involved in it, and for me, for the data, they didn't overdo it. So, go ahead, tell us the data part. Oh, enjoy. yeah, for for me, just so beautiful um, when they set up essentially that all of the different positronic brained constructs made by the Soong dynasty, let's say all went together into, into one sort of age uh, Android. So, okay, here's, here's an out for Brent Spiner to still play something data esque without playing data and having a reasonable explanation why he looks old. Right. And again, they had a pretty good explanation for that because, Hey, if you truly want to live, 
and have a human experience, you need to yeah, know age. what it is. Yeah, aging is just part yeah. of it, at yeah. least as our current cultural understanding uh, ages is part of it. Especially when you studied it, so. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, so that's almost like our current understanding. A lot of people would say, hey, you know, aging is just a construct that we've we've created to understand why these things happen to us, and yeah. then it's not inevitable. But we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> we are here to talk about uh, that Brett Spiner well still has it. When he Dude. switches back and forth between lore and data, it's boom. It's lore. You know it's lore. Just from the twinkle in his goddamn eye, you know he is lore. Um, and so that's fantastic. But it's just so beautiful, right? Everything that made data who he is I'd like his to have memories it, I'd like to have it look goosebumps just talking yeah about yeah scene, that he willingly gave himself over over to lore and of course in doing so they they became one but i don't believe it was a trick i believe data truly wanted to give himself and give lore the life that he wasn't able to, to have because it's a, it's data's a the best act. of us he's the best selfless of us. yeah he's he really is the the best of yeah. us so uh, look, I'm getting a little verklempt. So it's <laughs> that's so why, it, and for me, it was it wasn't overly overly done. It was the perfect amount of time for him to develop the character. And they squeeze Yatasha Yar in there to round out some of the Picard. Yeah, man. With, and also, uh, crew. right. And then another another high point too was Ro and how that interhold. Uh, that's that's my next one. Yeah. That, that they brought her back, but they gave that emotional closure to and her I, and Picard's. She was, was really my good. favorite non-main character. Yeah, actually, just I loved. Again, she's a little bit of a rebel. That she's in the Federation for kind of different reasons yeah. than everyone else. Yeah. And you don't know can we can we trust her? Who is she? Where yeah. do her loyalties lie? And we find out that in the long run, her loyalties weren't that far off from what Picard was. Yeah, they just didn't know how different. to communicate it. Yeah. yeah. Different so, uh, different ways of communication, I think. So, again, I want to make sure I get this right. She was worse handler, who was then Rafi's handler, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got a little contrived there. Well, uh, well crap. I kind of hijacked two of yours, both Data and Rose. <laughs> so, I it's a small little moment, but I really loved how Vatic would talk to the Borg Collective. And of course, we don't know that at the time that it's the Borg Collective. Oh, the hand thing. Yeah, yeah. that she cut off her hand and the hand takes the shape of... I, I just... Again, that it was this painful kind of sacrifice that Vatic had to do to even start the communication. It's just a cool idea. Something kind of uh, kind of neat and novel to, to me. And of course, Worf. Who doesn't like Worf? Yeah, no, his character arc was the biggest, I want to say, in terms of who he was. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's this whole mystery of the Enterprise E, right? Because yeah. he's the captain of it, apparently. They allude to that, right? Right. And something went wrong and he stepped down or whatever. Yeah. And then essentially, I don't want to say became a pacifist, but preferred peace as a solution over over anything else. So Which was which was really good. I, I enjoyed it. And they even had a couple of little nods to his relationship with Deanna in there as well, which is which is kind of like you can't ignore that. Yeah. Uh so that so that was that was great as well. Um and then again, it's if it was just Rafi alone, I uh, know I would have been like, but oh her my and Worf gosh, here we go. was perfect. It perfect. was a perfect play. They played off each other and I felt like uh Worf was like her mentor. Right. Yeah, he was yeah. the old school showing her, showing the young blood the new, the new way, you know, the the old ways of doing things. 
It was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. So what's your favorite scene? Uh, if we're still going to stick in the high note real quick. What's your favorite scene out of? Again, it's Data. Data, Data having the battle in his head with Lore is, is really high up there. A close second is Picard making one of his biggest sacrifices that we see on the screen, actually, uh, and him logging into the Borg Collective to get his son. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So momentous, if you think about... And they've done a good job all along revisiting the trauma of what it is to be in the Borg Collective and what that did to Picard. Yeah. I mean... That was was great. I think that's the first time we see him cry in The Next Generation is he breaks down in front of his brother. Like, they they took everything from me, right? Um, when he's back at the the vineyard, yeah. How about how about for you? Is it is when they come on the the galaxy? Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. Again, so that's why I'm like, oh, I gotta hurry up and watch this because my social media feed was yeah, sending me spoilers. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not reading I it, but like, when you scroll past the picture of all the original yeah, cast on Enterprise, like, oh my you god, kind of know great. what's up. This yeah, but and and again, I enjoyed Riker because uh, yeah, I like Riker so. I enjoyed his little thing. He kind of was in the story in the first season anyway and showed up a little bit. I think it was in the second season, I think, a little bit. Towards the end, I think. But Certainly the first, yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. anyway, so, but I guess we're going to go to the low notes now. Yeah, I'm down to the All low right. notes. Well, you want to kick this one off? Sure, the whole holodeck scene when they're in the bar and the, and the ship's falling into Which the Which one? <laughs> yeah, and the, the ship is yeah. falling in. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, we're gonna die!" And then Picard and to and, the holodeck. Yeah, they're I hanging do my out. Best thinking they're hanging out on the holodeck. They're having a drink, and we're supposed to conserve power. Again, they addressed it. They're like, well, it's we know enough. that the crew needs a reprieve in times like this, so we've got extra energy for holodeck. Like, Dude, they, the life support was going. <laughs> yeah, and like, wait, life support's off, but gravity's still on? Like, That's what think? I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a li- that, that threw me off a little bit. That was definitely a high Again, they... They did address Props, it, but it was tried, but it, it didn't hold enough water. No, it definitely yeah. didn't. And just in general, that that holodeck bar got played out by the end. I'm like, <laughs> oh this bar God. again? Do you guys don't have any other bars you like? Like <laughs> I would have liked 10 forward at the end. Oh man. Right? Oh, I'm sure the prop people were like, fuck you and yeah, fuck you. Gonna... I just made the goddamn bridge <laughs> of the enterprise from scratch in a weekend, you asshole. Now you want 10 forward? <laughs> Because ten four would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have that. Yeah, I think that them playing cards on ten four would have been cool. Would have been good, cool. Yeah, it was like, come on and and bring back Guinan to bartend yeah, for the last. You could have just not, like right? CGI'd her in. She's around. She's on Earth. She's around. CGI her. You just her destroyed the board collective. I'm sure she's be like, hey, let's hang out. But uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Um, I'm gonna go for the emotional low no and. And again, ruins and dies. I was like, oh, you brought her back. You yeah. had the healing. Yeah. And again, it was a worthwhile death. I might have read some rumblings that they originally were going to have her live. And I don't know why they decided against it or, or whatever. But yeah, I decided to see her go just as I was sad to see Captain Shaw go. And that's what yeah. I'm wondering. What was your take on Shaw? I liked him. 
right? I, it was so good to have the, you guys do some crazy shit, and you've caused as much destruction. The voice, like, the yeah. voice of reason. Yeah, man. yeah. Because everybody's all starstruck, because, oh, my God, the Picard crew, and you know, the Picard and the crew <laughs> yeah. are back. You're like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then this guy's like, he's the voice of reason. Dude, you guys are just, everything you do just blows everything up. <laughs> yeah yeah he was kind of he was kind of right about that so um but yeah those are two kind of hand in hand let's say uh low low notes and beverly not having red hair that's that's a low note for me well uh, yeah <laughs> yeah what was it was it like brunette with a gray streak or something it was black i think yeah something like that and then she has so much work that she looks younger than than Jack Crusher does. <laughs> well, but you know, she looks alien is <laughs> a problem. But that that's a whole nother. I I, I can't it. imagine the beauty standards of being in Hollywood yeah. and then things that you yeah. need to do to stay relevant. She's still she was still pretty, um, but she should have had red hair. That's that's my thing. I'm not gonna argue on that <laughs> whatsoever. As someone that's who why it makes a low crush, note uh, on. <laughs> On Beverly Crusher. Yeah, so I'm going to go with, I guess, the lo- emotional low note a little bit and bring up Riker's funk with his son's dad. Yeah. Again, it's a low yeah. note because, wow. I mean. He did a good job. Yeah. Again, like, that guy's not, doesn't act much, right? He comes back to do his his uh, his major role. For a while, Frakes's, like, Twitter quip or something was like he does acting classes i think or something he like used that. to do them yeah, yeah just in uh in maine actually yeah. i don't know if he's still doing it and for a while his twitter feed was like uh like producer director and recovering actor you know nice i th- i think he's cool i like i like yeah he's Mike very also. humble about his acting chops he's actually very very humble he's about such it. a good director like uh, for this stuff he nails well it. i do wonder i'm gonna save that for static there was some there's some choices that I don't necessarily agree okay, with, and okay. I, I want to yeah, see yeah, if he's yeah, yeah. responsible or not. But in general, yeah, I agree that his yeah. directing is. You could tell when he he jumped in Discovery. I'm like, ooh, I might still watch this. It's, yeah, uh, it's not all terrible. And I guess I have to br- link it back to the high notes a little bit because again, him getting out of the funk and yeah. going on adventures and seeing a new life birthed and the sense of exploration back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Him finding him going back to his roots to find himself and learning to not be numb and love again. Yes. Was, was so great. So yes. again, you, sometimes you do need these low notes to, to set up, to set up the high notes. Yes. So. Yeah. And one, another low, well, the low note for me, and this is not any sort of emotional thing. I think the changeling was kind of like, eh. I thought they were kind of shoot shoehorned in there as the baddie. I guess they've done enough with the changelings and they've done enough with the Borg that to just dig up either one alone yeah. isn't going to move the needle. So I they're guess. like, we got to do we gotta changelings really, and Borg. Yeah, we I, really have to move that needle. I guess, I guess. But I wasn't in love with the changeling portion of it. For me, either. yeah. For me, for being a DS, that's my DS9, Deep Space Nine is my, my jam for Star Trek. And the changeling was a big thing for me so um yeah that's the only reason why i say that's a a, a sta- uh, low note i mean for me so mm. 
I guess my other low note was, okay, Crusher, you stepped away for 20 years from all your friends. I mean, maybe you guys weren't going out like that. <laughs> you know, she wasn't buddy-buddy with the rest of the crew like we thought. But, you know, in the original series, her and Deanna were, were pretty close. They shared a lot of secrets. They did a lot of stuff yeah. together. Yeah. And so for me to believe that she just cut everyone out, again, they gave some reasons. I didn't buy them. Yeah. A for effort. But... It's kind of yeah. like, uh, don't worry about. That's not the crusher that I know. Yeah. She doesn't just drop everyone. The whole life. But she did lose one son, kind of. Yeah. So maybe that, that's that what's the edge. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Any any other low notes? Uh, no, I think. I think maybe it's... they they draw they dragged a little bit with the like what was is it not the Marauder? What was that ship that was chasing the Shrike? Yeah. It kind of dragged that for me a little bit. The whole chase when they were chasing them, and then they got captured. And all right, well, I'm gonna run with that <laughs> right into our static. Perfect. Vatic. Again, we could. I would have mentioned her in the high notes because I love this gritty bounty hunter, not your typical, you know, baddie, yeah. uh, whatsoever. Yeah. Almost the antithesis of the Federation in this yeah. big, badass ship on the edge of the galaxy, hunting down Jack Crusher. But man, by the time we get into episode seven or eight, I'm like, I'm so tired of you. Me too. Yeah. And then she just got so much screen time. I'm like, I'm just tired of looking at your face. Like... <laughs> I'm just tired of looking Smoking at your that face. cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, okay, yeah, you're over the top, and that's great because you're an over-the-top villain, but I'm like, nah, but it's, it was just too much. It was just too much of her. I agree with you on that. And then the one scene where Picard and Crusher kind of have her in a tube, and she's transformed, and she's crawling up from one Jeffrey's tube to another, and they're just unloading on her <laughs> point blank with laser, with phasers, and like nothing, just nothing. <laughs> and then not even 10 minutes later, they missed. I got, yeah. They didn't have blank. their glasses. They didn't Again, have their glasses. They're on. old and shaky. I actually might believe it. <laughs> they but, didn't have uh, their glasses on, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was a tough pill to swallow. And then, then she freezes in the vacuum of space, like lickety split. I'm like, wait, uh, yeah. It, but by the time I'm like, I don't, I'm, I'm like, please be dead. Please be dead. I'm so tired of your character. Okay, good. She cracked into a thousand pieces. I don't think they're going to reform. I hope not. I'm just gone. Yeah. <laughs> and then I guess, while well, I'm already wound up when we're talking, why destroy the Shrike? You're fighting a war against the entire Federation. You've got maybe one and a half ships between you and your posse on the side of right. Yeah. Um, now you've just defeated your enemy that, that has a ship like... that whooped the Titan's ass. Yeah, teleporter tech or something like that. Yeah. Some weird. Yeah, I don't, teleporter. Te you've got transporters. I don't know what uh, making I, teleport holes does for you. You can uh, teleport shit across space and time, but whatever. <laughs> um, the static. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, why destroy the ship? Perfectly good, good ship. There's no reason to destroy it. Keep it. Like, throw Riker on there. Like, yeah, you get your own ship now. Yeehaw. But uh, so that's some some static for, for me. I'll. <gasps> Take a breath and let let you chime in. All right. Well, I felt I felt that the because we're a little bit in the future, I felt the uh, the ships, the like the Federation vessels, weren't sleek enough for me. They felt like they were like uh, pikes, you know, 
Strange New World style a little bit. I know there was like this weird like retrofit Constitution class or something. I don't remember, mm. but I just felt that they weren't like sleek because I I remember the ships and uh you know like Voyager and then even even DS Nine had more sleek looking ships than since it was the future, but maybe they wanted to keep it from Discovery or whatever, but. I just felt they it didn't didn't have that sleekness like wow. Would you cool. would you think of the Titan? I I mean I thought it was okay. I just didn't think it was. I, it looked like like I said it looked like from it was from Stranger Worlds the style. Yeah you know? yeah yeah I can I can I can totally see that. You know it didn't have its own distinct style. I just felt like oh it's just the at least the Shrike did. I thought yeah the, the Shrike was cool. Yep. You have another one? Yeah. Again, I was happy that they didn't lean too heavily on the cast of characters from season ones and one and two to make yeah. more time and space for all of our beloved uh, classic characters. Yeah. But if you're going to have a Borg ally in Borg space and then you have Borg, another Borg enclave invade your fucking solar system, how come the Borg Dr. Gerardi didn't? play any role in this like whatsoever i know i feel she could have at least like popped in and helped weaken the defenses maybe for picard to to jack into the collective or yeah. or something or maybe, i just it was like come on you've got a borg ally and the borg be- are taking over the entire humanity and they don't show up even though her whole thing is to like be the good samaritan borg yeah. so i felt like i think that was also wasted. they could have uh cut like like we said they used like four episodes for the for the changeling, the bad guys, the the bounty hunter, they could have cut some of that a little bit and brought in that Borg, like a Borg sphere or a Borg cube or something to come in and be like, oh my God, Borgs are here. And then the, was it Vedic? What was her name? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, aha, I got you now. And then that Borg cube destroys the ship and that's how she dies. Hmm. A lot better. Could have been something like, something like I, yeah, that. Yeah, I felt with like the, they could have used With the good it. guy Borgs. Like, why did in? I watch season two if you're not going to use any of that? Yeah, I guess people ask me, it's like, oh, I heard season two Picard's kind of so-so. Do I need to watch it for season three? I'm like, you kind of don't. No. You really don't. Season one, I do think you need you need to watch to, to fully appreciate Because you find three. out how Picard becomes... Yeah, that he's positronic. Yeah. There's a lot of backstory and on data friend, yeah. that you need you need to watch. It's good. Um, yeah. And again, that I guess this is the last static for for me, which is that I'm torn. I love that they brought Data back, at least in some form. But we had the closure. He's like, Picard, I want to die. That's my final yeah, frontier. That's true. Let me die. Uh-huh. And then they brought him back. Before. And again, they addressed it. Yeah. I just didn't buy it. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm okay with it. Okay. Thanks, Data. And I'm like, his name shouldn't be Data. If you were equal parts Data, Lore, his Data's daughter, I forget her name. Crap. And B4, like, you should have a new name, even if it's D4 like, or DL or like just anything. They should have renamed him. or something. Yeah. Chip. Oh, no. <laughs> Posy. Positronic man. Chip. Let's go, Chip. Cap, <laughs> let's go. Yes, sir. <laughs> so something. I just right. I don't think he could. He should have been Data, especially because no, Spiner said I'm never playing Data been a, again. But it is a, a brand new character, really, in the end. Yeah, because sort of, it has all everybody's essence, sort of. 
right? But again, they, they leave us off with Seven and Nine being the captain of the Titan that's been rechristened the Enterprise F. Yeah. Uh, Rafi's first in command. And Wait. I have one more. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go for it. Beverly Crusher playing <laughs> Worf's position with the weapons. Yeah. Dude, she was better at it than any of them. And she's the <laughs> doctor, man. Come on. Well, nothing. If you know how to heal, you know how to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Again, they try to explain it. She's like, well, I've been on the, I've learned some things in the last 20 yeah, years. Yeah, the medical the ship she was frontier. on previously. Like, yeah, but no. Still. Anyway. I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Now you 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 riled me up. I agree with you. At least she had her big moment. I think her big moment could have been way better. I thought De- I thought Deanna should her big moment actually instead of discovering that you know Jack harbored the Borg. Yeah. Her big moment should have been something in command yeah. because for me that was a huge character arc for her. She started off as tits on the bridge, and <laughs> oh, as geez. fucking Hollywood smartened up. And started writing good female characters. She took the commander's test and was a commander on on the bridge. And she did have her moments in Star Trek where she had to take command and and get him out of trouble or whatever. Yeah. I would have loved to have them bring that back instead of her just being the the counselor role uh, again. But pretty minor static. I do think it was a lost op- opportunity. Uh, so there. so the rumblings now is. Uh going back to what you were saying about uh, Captain Seven is... Mm. And Jack uh, Crusher as Jack the, so the ca- special... Uh, Star Trek Legacy, I think, is the rumblings. Right. And again, there's so much noise on the internet. I can't even tell if that's a real Paramount thing or just some fan crap I hope it is. that they threw out I mean, there. I don't, I don't know if they're going to hey, call it that. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I'm not... But I would love... I would love... Not in love uh, with the name, yeah. but I'm in love with the idea. And obviously, they're thinking something along that line. That's why they... Set, set Dude, all that I love up, the crew, so. man. The crew is awesome. Yeah. Good yep. crew. Yeah, I totally watched that. And then it still opens up for cameos from Riker and the old crew and hopefully some more data. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah, or Chip. <laughs> whatever we're going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if there's any other closing comments on, on your end. Amazing. Watch it. I think we'll both say that anyone that's a fan, I'd say, I'd, I, Okay, if you're a fan of Next Generation, must, must watch, watch TV. If you're a fan of Star Trek, you're probably going to want to watch this. Yes. If you're a fan of sci-fi in general, I'm so biased because of my love of <laughs> Next Generation. I couldn't possibly say. Honestly, I couldn't that possibly say. That was your say. sci-fi. There man. is some great special effects, yeah. some great acting. Absolutely. Um, and there's plenty a lot of space stuff like going in the nebula and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and there's still plenty of character arcs and development and reflection. There's there's some meat on that bone. Yeah. Um yep. So so what are you doing? Stop listening to the Crowded Space podcast and tune on to Picard. And come back. And then come back <laughs> and listen to this again to see how your life yes, has changed. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, because as we all know it's not the destination. Look at that. He brought it back. It's the journey. Yeah, baby. See you later.